Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with the Dauphine Jean. She's a world history teacher and the creator of Spirit's Destiny, a coming-of-age story about Destiny, a young Haitian woman who is coming to terms with her newfound abilities and the pressure of deciding how to use them. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Good. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know. We've been Twitter pals for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time like one of my Twitter friends comes to the show, I feel like it's like I'm meeting friends for the first time. So a little bit. I know, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited. You're a Sailor Moon fan. You have an amazing comic book. We're both Haitian. So I feel like this is going to get really fun. Yes. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's not a lot of representation of us uh, in different uh, atmospheres, you know, yeah. uh, well, there's not a lot of us in, especially in the comic industry and, and manga mm-hmm. and, and you're in journalism. It's not really a lot of us. So yeah, we are grateful for that. We out here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the first question I ask everyone is what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? First memory was when I was in um middle school, high school, going to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to watch Sailor Moon. It used to come at like around six in the morning, five, six in the morning. I used to be up bright and early. And um it used to be me, my brothers and sisters. We would sit there and just like completely just start watching it. And my favorite moments is when, you know, Sailor Moon and Mars is always going at it and then, you know, uh you see um Jupiter is getting at it. And it's, it's it's always funny because every time I used to watch it, me and my brother, we used to just argue about like what does um tuxedo mask do? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no job. Yeah. He's like, he's <laughs> like, like why is he here? <laughs> yeah. That's what he, he said, What why is he here? I'm like, man. I said, I just I just think he's just a pretty boy in there. Like, that's how we used to just speak. We used to just have debates about it. Like, why is he here? But um yeah my brother enjoyed it and then and i'm just i'm still surprised that a lot of um guys enjoy um sailor moon i'm still being educated about it because you know i haven't watched it so long so i started been watching it like last year um i watched um crystal so and mm-hmm. then i'm watching the old one that i started off with so has crystal um how do you feel about crystal and has it like do you it's, like it as much as the 90s? Do you, no. You, okay. I like the 90s better. <laughs> Crystal is very, uh, very dark. You yeah. Know? Um, when I watched it, I'm like, she did that to herself because of love? I'm like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, you you are crazy. When I saw that, I'm like, okay. You know, uh, Salem's very passionate about love, but I'm like, she took it that far. I was pretty shocked. So that's why I'm like, yeah, let me go watch the original. But I finished it. Was, it was very good premise. Um, they had her daughter in there. I liked it. But, you know, it was, it's very, it's much dark compared to the one that we watched. I think the one what we, what we were watching in the 90s, is very, it was very sugar-coated for us compared mm-hmm. to Crystal. So I'm, I'm good with the sugar-coated part. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And I think I just heard it actually in the background. It is. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too, and I was like, "That's Sailor Moon." I can hear it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. So, who's your favorite Sailor Scout? My favorite Sailor Scout, I probably say Jupiter because she's uh, she was always so tough. Like, 
And um, I didn't even know there was some more more Seller Scouts until I started researching. Uh, they just went above and beyond. I, I just, I'm like, where are these Seller Scouts? I'm like, I didn't know about Uranus. I didn't know about, um, what was the other one? The one that uh, that freezes time, Pluto. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about uh, these Seller Scouts. So then when I saw them in, in, in Crest, I was like, whoa, they have more? So um, I didn't get to see um, the other one, Uranus. But I just saw mm-hmm. Pluto. But um, yeah, Jupiter is my favorite one. She's very tough. Um, she's the cook, and she's like the one that's uh, her and uh, she's like the one that just uh, be like the mo- she's like the motherly one in the in the group. So that's she was always my favorite. Yeah, she is. She's like such a, a nice soul, and like just like motherly, like you said, and just like cooking and wants to make you feel better, but also like mm-hmm. to pick your ass. Yes, <laughs> that's what she's very. She's like the protective one in the group. Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, Mercury is like the one that's like the soothing, that's like to calm everybody down. They're like, okay, buddy, chill. But uh, Jupiter, she's like the the mother in the group, and you know, Sailor Moon is the one like the one that everybody gotta watch out for. But she's like the most strongest member in there uh emotionally wise and mentally wise like i think she kept the group mentally um balanced because of her um cheerful persona and venus she was just there just chilling she just wanted to fight her and mars just wanted to fight they were just the fighters and um and that's what i like about mars mars was about business she just wanted to fight she didn't care but i like the rivalry between her and selma it was just so comical always comical yeah, that is a. That's the one thing like I do like about the '90s version. I do, I enjoy both versions of Sailor Mars, but I really I do like the rival part. I think it's it added like you said like a funny element to the show. Yes, when like they're just like putting your tongues out at each other, and you're like, what is wrong with these girls? <laughs> Especially when they fight over boys, they all of them fighting over the same or having a crush over the same boy. It's mm-hmm. just so it's it's so comical, but like in. Uh, Crystal is totally different because everybody just, you know, fixating their own lives and stuff. And there's them, it's not that much chemistry compared to the 90s version. Um, it's like they're just strict on business. Like they're building, they're building the character development, but they're just strict on business. Like by the 90s, they're having fun. You know, yeah. they're being a teenager. They're friends. So, yes. And that's how friendship is. And friendship is not going to always be uh, blossom. Like I just, even though they argue, a lot. Mars is very protective of Sailor Moon. Like she will literally jump in front of a a fury uh blast before Sailor Moon. So I, I enjoy that's I enjoy the nineties way better. Yeah, that's actually something I noticed a lot more in my most recent rewatch was just how much like Sailor Mars had her back. Like I remember them being rivals, mm-hmm. but like there's so many times, like you said, like she like will jump in just to like protect her. She like when she's down she's like the first one to cheer her up like even mm-hmm. when it's about you know the guy that you know she also likes mm-hmm. it's just like damn that, that's friendship that is she'll yeah. put they'll put their differences aside just to um, lift each other so um and i like the fact that it's, it's mostly about girl power like you don't get that much <laughs> uh, in these type of series so that's why um, Sailor Moon really um, has been a, a great elevated um, series. Like, look how old I am right now, and I'm still, like, a big Sailor Moon fan. I was at a con, and I seen someone dressed up as uh, Jupiter, and I went crazy. I just had to take a picture of her. <laughs> yup. I'm the same way. Whenever I see any Sailor Moon 
Anybody dressed up as a Sailor Moon character, even like some kind of mashup, I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. I know. They be looking so awesome. Like, you guys came up with this? Like, yeah. So, at least we're not only ones as uh, Sailor Moon fans. Not, a lot of us. Not at all. That is, yeah, not at all. It's one thing I've learned a lot from this podcast and just in general. Is we are out here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for you to watch more of the 90s. Um, no, because you do see more of the Outer Scouts in like the later seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm curious how you're going to feel about that. I I remember. Yeah, I'm on Hulu, so I'm gonna be watching all of it there. But um, I'm glad I watched Crystal first. I wanted to see how it was gonna end. It ended pretty good, but the '90s is uh is where where how I fell in love with the show, the series. I had I had her toys. I I played her video games. Like yo, I was a big fan. My mom was like used to get upset. I used to have the the shirts, and my sisters, even though they don't watch as much, they're still big Sailor Moon fans. Like. Like I actually wanted to get a tattoo of a, a, a symbol on, on me of of Sailor Moon. A couple of my friends got it, but yeah, I'm, I'm that obsessed with Sailor Moon. I love it. So why why Ami not Jupiter? I'm sorry. Why Ami not Jupiter? What do you mean? You say you want to get a tattoo of um of Sailor Mercury's symbol? Yeah, I like her symbol better. Oh, okay. No, I was yeah. wondering because you said Sailor Jupiter is your favorite. So I was like, oh, why would you want to get yeah. Sailor Mercury? But no, yeah. I, like, I like Mercury's um, logos better than um, Jupiter. Jupiter just have that persona that I love. Her mm-hmm. character development was... is Her character and Mercury character development was pretty awesome because Mercury was uh, an introvert. And then she got with Sailor Moon, so she started opening up more. And she was she's still soft-spoken, but she got much more fierce. Mm-hmm. And um, Jupiter, she was, you know, looked as um, the, the new girl. So, you know, she started opening up and stuff. And, you know, she, she started unleashing her persona. And uh, Mars, you know, she was also an outcast. But, you know, she's very passionate, you know, about her, her spiritual beliefs and stuff. So, But then there's the tuxedo, tuxedo mask. I love when he uh, always called her mop head and all that. It was, you know. I like I like I just like the overall the relationship with everybody. Everybody had their own personality. It was not the same. That's the best thing about it. I love that you said Mopex. That's such a Haitian thing. I think. <laughs> it's like it's meatball head, but I knew I know what you meant though. Yeah, I said it wrong. Like, meatball head, meatball head. Because <laughs> like Moped is something I know. Like my uh, we call my aunt that technically, like Mope. Well, how about Mushpulon? They be saying yeah. Mushpulon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Haitians are always making up so much uh, <laughs> insults for people. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I use it on my students, and they're trying to learn Creole. They're like, what do you be saying? I'm like, man, you got to learn how to speak some Creole. <laughs> I definitely need to get better at it, so I can't say anything. But Yeah, um... <laughs> my son speaks better Creole than me. That's sad. Wow. He's only nine. He's around my mom all the time, so she does not speak to him in English at all. She did that on purpose, so he understands, and he speaks it very well. That's good, because that's what I wish my mom did with me, because I, I wish I knew it better, but that's good. That's really good. That's cool. Yeah, we got to pass it down. Yeah. But speaking of that, too, you have a comic book that around a Haitian woman, which I'm, I was so excited when I saw this. I was like, Haitian superhero? Like, we in here? Like, it's a woman? Um, yes yes um i always wanted a a a superhero that represent us because 
they have Dr. Voodoo. Male. Mm-hmm. There's no... Okay, I say Calypso. They say she's Haitian. She's a villain. But we didn't have no uh, Haitian superhero that represents us women. So when I created her, I made sure I researched. I was Googling. I was researching uh, my ass off. And I was like, why there's no representation of us? So I created her based on you know, my persona when I was younger and based on personas with uh, my other friends. And I'm like, we, I need somebody that can be authentic and, um, and see what it's like to uh, grow up in a Haitian household. Cause, uh, I had, um, I started putting much more Haitian elements in it. Like how they, um, will cook a full course meal for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I started writing that, and um, I got me a Haitian editor, um, Greg Elise. Oh, I think, nice. Yeah, I think I thought that the uh, the chemistry was pretty nice because uh, he really assisted me with this. Um, he helped me not be cliche when it came to dialogue. And um, issue three, I did issue one over. So issue three and issue one and all my comics are now, they have much more, a lot of Creole, uh, the language Creole in it. So I wanted to teach my readers how to speak Creole as well. Even though I had to get a translator, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to put Creole because I didn't know how to spell it, but I knew how to say it. So I got uh, somebody translate it for me. But um, yeah, that's pretty dope. That is dope. And if I'm I might if I'm thinking correctly, Greg does Ishna. Yes. The comic book, yeah. So if anyone wants to check that out, I'll try to put a link down below. That's also a really good comic book. Yes, it is. And he just dropped one. Well, he, his Kickstarter, I think it was in November, October. And so I just got the book. And it was a, a showtime. It's not enough showtime. And now he's working another book. So the main goal for us indie creators is to stay consistent. Yeah. I haven't made Yeah, it's hard to be consistent because you lose your fan base that way. So we're trying to stay consistent. Um, Issue four of Spirit's Destiny, I actually added a historical figure in it my um papa doc one of the most uh ruthless um Mm. haitian presidents and what i did before i started writing that i actually contacted um our elder haitians and asked them what was it like being under his regime and it was so sad listening to them because it was like it was so, so depressing because they're telling me they were not happy you know, they're they were people were exiled for being um intellectual or having an intellectual mindset or having a free mind. So it was like, okay, let me show the dark parts of Haiti and how these people overcome it. So I wanted to implement that into my um comic book for issue four, whenever I do release it. That is really cool because I know not a lot of people know, you know, about the history of Haiti and, like, the dictators and, you know, everything mm-hmm. that happened. Like, even my mom, like, she t- if you ask her about it, like, she gets so angry and so, like, mm-hmm. they like really that do. man is evil, you know, <laughs> just, like, not. They don't, they really don't yeah. know they mm-hmm. how evil he was. Like, you stole from your people. Uh, they were telling me how they used to get out of school and they would literally make the, force the kids to watch an assassination. I'm like, I'm like, you huh. guys... Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's a very, it's you know, there's dark moments in every country, in every um, culture, and I'm not afraid to speak on it, so I wanted to educate people, um, but, you know, our cultures, they're so strong, so I'm, I'm infatuated with my culture, I'm still learning to this day, so hopefully, you know, it gets better. Same, that's what I feel too. 
Um, so you're doing a Kickstarter. So that's issue four, and you're going to have a Kickstarter out now for issue three. Yes, right. issue three. Um, issue t- one, you guys learn about um Destiny. She snuck out the house. Issue Ooh. two, um, we're in the spirit realm, and now three, it's continuous in the spirit realm. So it's right now we're trying to figure out if she's gonna come in, if she's gonna get out alive, like what's going to happen. So it's like she's battling uh demons and her grandma's in there. Everybody likes the grandma. Everybody been telling me, oh, is the grandma gonna come back? I'm actually trying to write the grandma's uh, own little one shot. But yeah, the grandma is um when I created grandma, it's an animated version of my grandmother, my late grandmother. Um Cause she was so strong. She took care of like over 25 children. So I'm like, let me create a character based on my grandmother. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, she's seen a lot of things. So we brought her to America. She thought the TV was talking to her. So we had her like here for five years until she was ready to go back home, you know, to pass on. But yeah, it's a uh, issue three is, it's pretty dope. Um, lots of action. And, um, I brought back, a. Uh, the, you know, the dad, you know, everybody sees all of that. So if you didn't read issue one, I know, uh, <laughs> I know you did, but I, I remastered <laughs> it. Um, I rewrote it because Greg felt like, uh, since my writing got better, um, it was time for me to rewrite issue one. So that's why, um, the quick start is so high compared to my others because it's for two books. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely gonna, I already backed it. But. Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> I, so, um, I'm excited. Um, I didn't know you rewrote it too, so that I'm excited to see what you changed. You know, what's the same? Thank you, thank yeah, you, appreciate it. Been a fan for a long time, so I know I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going yeah. to be consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went through. A, I had a, a, you know, I had a, I had a, it was under a publisher, so I had to get that situated. Now I'm independent. I'm not signing with nobody. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna. Yeah, there's no reason to sign. So self-publishing is the best way to go. That sounds good. Yeah, I know how hard it is too to be independent. So like, as I feel yeah. like as an indie comic reader, like you really like have to be patient and mm-hmm. you know people like it's hard to produce a comic, especially when you're doing it you know mostly by yourself or with a small team. So yeah, I, I'm I'm chilling. But I'm excited also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything coming out of your pocket. You got to pay the creative team and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And you got to uh, market yourself. It's a lot, but, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's very fun. Because you start reading, learning about, um, you start interacting with different new people, you know. Like, especially on Twitter. I didn't even know some of these people actually read my book until um, they told me so. I was like, okay, cool. They're like, oh, I've been waiting for so long. I'm like, yeah, that's my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you know they they haven't forgot they are still excited like once it drops they're gonna be right there with their coins exactly so you good you got a dedicated fan base that's what i'm happy about mm-hmm. yeah i'm happy too i'm really excited appreciate um, it yeah once i saw you drop the kickstarter i was like oh back <laughs> really yeah. i appreciate it i yeah. appreciate it yeah it was it was good so yeah i'm excited um talked about Sailor Moon, we talked about your comic, but I want to know, like, because I know you're a big, like, anime fan, you're a comic book fan, like, what uh, what are some other um, anime or comic books do you like? Comic books, um, I'm trying to get into Four Sector. Um, oh, yeah. 
I haven't read her yet. I heard she, um it's it's pretty good. Uh manga I'm trying to get into to manga. One of the I read a uh, independent uh indie um creator. Um they're like 19. I had worked with them. I was like their mentor. I read their um uh, uh manga. Um I'm still tr- I'm trying to get into a lot of mangas right now. Like uh I've purchased them, but I'm still waiting for them to come in. Um mm-hmm. but anime, I'll say um well, I he, um what's that guy with the big head? <laughs> I try to watch him Naruto. And Naruto oh. starting to grow on me. Okay. Yeah, you know, I hate Dragon Ball Z. I don't know why people like that <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I hate it. Oh my gosh. Somebody put me on um Castlevania. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, and then um I don't know if you've seen um the Netflix about um Zeus with his son and they they oh. did they did an anime. It's pretty dope, dude. It's so dope. Yeah, it's been on my list for a long time. I gotta watch it. Oh, you got to. They yeah. did a great job with it. And I'm like, okay, I need to start watching more anime. When I started, I'm like, okay. And um, someone put me on um, Attack on Titans. And um, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to get in touch with One Piece. I'm going to okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually, I'm trying I'm trying to watch it more. And it's it's like it's like a lot of um scientific, uh I see they put a lot of science in um, uh anime, so I'm like okay this is what I like I I, I, mean, I love science and history so I was like okay I can give this a try so I started watching more so people always are referring to me to watch this and that so that's what I've been doing. Do you have, have any you? uh one I should watch? I Again. do. I was just thinking once you said you love science and history, I want to know have you watched Full Metal Alchemist? No. I'm going to write that down now. I think you'd really like it because, like, you talk about, like, history and science. Like, it is all that. <laughs> um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I like Brotherhood. There's two. I like Brotherhood better. I think most people like Brotherhood better. They kind of, like, remade it. Um, okay, see, so yeah, I need to go so. watch all of this. Yeah, I, really I think do. it's on Netflix still. I'll check it. Yeah, but- Netflix been knocking all these shows. I'm trying to binge watch them. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 gonna get into it, you know. Yeah. What was the um the second manga you said, or the first manga you said you just ordered or you're about to read? I didn't get the it name. was just. Uh, I need to go look for it in my email. I uh. Somebody put me on game about it. Hmm. I gotta. If you got you got any mangas for me to read? Ooh, do I? Um, I've been trying to get it back into mangas myself recently. And what's the one I want? I've been reading recently. Let me try and think. Dark Crescent is what I'm about to read. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a new indie one, but um, I want to read more. Um, because since I'm watching anime, I'm about to read it. You know, even though it's uh, it's, it's quite different. Yeah. Oh, I've been reading Spy X Family and Undead Unluck. Those have been my two. Spy X ones. Family. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look into it. It's um, it's cute. It's funny. It's like a little spy, makeshift spy family. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's cute, and it's uh, it's cool. I don't know. You might it's, like it. Hmm? It's it's as long as it's different. It's not the same. I I don't like things being repetitive, and it's always the same type of thing. So, I'm I'm open for it. I see why you don't like Dragon Ball Z now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, I don't even like um, Batman. 
<laughs> don't mm. get me started with him. So yeah, it's a it's it's a lot of things. People hate when I say that. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like Batman. Man, Batman is a he's he's boring to me. You know, there's nothing excited about him. So I can see that. I feel like more his. I feel like the like Gotham is interesting, but Batman himself yes. is kind of like mm-hmm. Poison Ivy. Like she's she's underestimated. Like well, that's one of the, uh, his best uh villains and um. Uh, Free, um, um it's Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze. Dr. Oh, I love Dr. him. Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. Two Face, uh, but those two right there is like they're under they underestimate those two um villains right there. And uh, Batman, the villains actually made Batman, mm-hmm. so that's why yeah. I, only, I only watch it because of the villains. And then when Harley Quinn got her own show, I was like, okay, good. Oh, yeah, I love her show. Oh, it is Mr. Freeze, yes, For some I feel like he was a doctor, but yeah. But Mr. But it didn't sound right. <laughs> but yeah, Harley Quinn show is really good. They did a good job. It, it meshed with her persona. She's very comical. They did. A, I I I haven't I haven't even finished watching it. I was like, wow. You know, they're good at uh, you know, animation. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I do like um Batman the animated series. I feel like they did a good job with that too. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. I I I may not like Batman, but I love all his uh animated series and movies. They have some of the best animated movies. DC be doing their thing when it comes to Batman because yeah. the storyline and the premises be be on point. Like when I saw um, his the, about his son, I'm like, oh my gosh! And then oh. what his? Yeah, you saw it. I'm I was watching the the whole you know lineup in order. I just wanted to watch um, how things was going down. Watch the Justice League. And the last one we watched was the Justice League. Um, when they're going up, I forgot what it's called. You know, Apocalypse. Oh yeah. He's the only one that survived. I'm like, I'm like, I really made Batman the only one to survive that they use. Yeah. I, but you know, <laughs> I like. Well, I was. It's like kind of ridiculous, but I I really do subscribe to the like Batman's like more like smarter than everyone else. Like when they can show that, I like I appreciate it. Yeah. Kind of thing, but. Yeah, they don't always do that. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what that's their money maker. You know the mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, so we, we can't really hate on that. Right, we grew yeah. up on it, so if it wasn't for the creators of Batman, we would not have all these superheroes now. True. So. Yeah, it was like one of the first superhero shows, superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So Batman, Superman. Yeah. So right. So you've done three issues maybe four now you redid one you obviously have a lot of opinions about like comic books <laughs> mm-hmm. what what advice would you have for someone who wants to start their own comic book series the um don't do what i did um first thing me when i started writing comics i never wrote an outline so please write an outline <laughs> my editor uh got me uh, writing outlines now you know because you want to know how the story is going to end but the first thing you need to do is make sure you have you write a uh the plot, the theme. You need to know the theme. Uh like what's going to happen, the theme of the story. So those are very important. Um then the thing that you need to do is to start outlining, outlining how from the beginning to end and then you start outlining your first issue. Always leave with a cliffhanger cuz you want your readers to continue to want to um want more, you know. Uh, I think cliffhangers is the best 
option, but a, a, a good ending, at least have a good ending. Wanting people to read more because issue one, everybody wants to know what happened to her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came out with issue two and they saw her in a body bag, they're like, oh my gosh, you killed her. You know, like I took that chance. There, uh, people say that was risky. I'm like, okay, I'll, you got to take risks, you know, to gravitate your readers to you. And um, another thing, once you um, start, um, once you work on your plot and your theme, and then your outline, get a couple of books on writing comics, okay? Because writing a comic script and compared to a film script is totally different. You're the director of both scripts, but writing a, a comic script, you're basically telling the write um the um the artist what you want on each panel. We don't like to go over seven panels, like indie. We don't like to go over seven panels. So it's best if you read other people's um, scripts, um, and also get books on writing comic books um, panels. It's very important because one thing we all know know that the first book is always going to be the worst book that you ever write. And it's the truth. Every indie creator will tell you their first book was their shit book. <laughs> and then you get better. <laughs> and I, cause I got so much, my first book, I had got so much um, critique on it. And then when I dropped the second book, they were like, you listen. I'm like, yeah, I did. And you have to be able to take criticism. If you can't take criticism, this is not the business for you. I mean, I can take criticism. They tell me, oh, I didn't like this. I just rewrite it. And then, you know, it was, it's their opinion if they like it or not. But most of the time, they they like it once uh, they didn't like something that I wrote before. So always take criticism. I don't, don't have, don't keep a yes man in your corner. It's best if you have somebody that's like hard on you because they're going to push you to be, be a better creator. And you're going to get... Um, when you have great stories, you're going to have interviews like this one that I'm having right now. <laughs> so, um, and also, um, don't be cheap when it comes to your creative team. Um, get an editor. The editor is the first thing you should get. After you get your editor, they give you the green light. You start looking for artists. You find an artist that can um, create your characters the way you want it. Find an art style that you think you can afford and you would like like you got to picture yourself as a reader will i pick up my book with this art style you know everybody you know you can have the worst art style and have the best story but you want to make sure it's worth the your readers uh money because i've bought books with crappy art but the book is the the story is good but it's like the art just you know minimize my interest but i still read it because the story was very compelling so that is very important. So make sure your creative team, they all complement each other. The, the penciler, the anchor, the, the colorist, and the letterer. The lettering is the most important because that's that letter is the one that complements everybody in the book. And then once you're done with that, promote the hell out of your pages. Always promote your pages in every single social media platform. You want people to know, want to expect what's who is this person? Why are they promoting this? You want people to be engaged with you. Um, be friendly. Don't be a robot. You know, uh, we shouldn't. You shouldn't expect yourself to speak about comics all the time. You know, people want you to be authentic. Um, I'm uh, very authentic online. I just speak my mind. I be saying some crazy things, but at the end of the day, I don't want people to think I'm a robot. I'm speaking about the same 
thing all the time because at the end of the day i'm just a regular human being that just like to create i'm just a creative so people have to understand that yes you're promoting yourself you're your your brand but some people want the authentic you they want to get to know you so and after that jump on kickstarter and get people to you know support your brand that's how that's how i did it but you know everybody did it differently it takes time don't rush take your time find a great editor i went through i ran through like four editors till i got to greg and i got my first black female editor that i'm going to be writing my animation script with and my pirate um story with and it's not a lot of black women um editing so that was a first i was pretty shocked about that and um don't be afraid to work with people if you can't afford the artists, you know, try to save up a little more. If not, you know, find somebody in your budget. That's what I can say right now. I love that. I feel like you just gave me like a whole breakdown on how to do a comic <laughs> book. And you, <laughs> I love it. Oh, do you have any specific books that you would recommend that you read, or one book that you read that you would recommend? Uh, let me see if I remember the book. Um, I bought um Dirk Manon, How to Write, um, because it actually really explains um the importance of a theme a theme is very important when you were writing comics um i'm trying to remember don't not buy the how to write um scripts the marvel way please don't buy it it's not the <laughs> it's not that because uh the artist's gonna look at you guys crazy i've seen artists complain about it i'm like come on but the best book to get is the understanding comics the invisible art by scott scott mcleod he is the best book to buy um, to really understand how to write comics. It's not really, comics is not really that hard. It's basically, for instance, a, a panel. You want to be very strategic what you write in that panel because you can't have two actions in one panel. Like, for instance, you can't have your your character punching and run, like punching and throwing at the same time. That's two actions. You got to separate the panels. So that's what you're going to learn when you're writing um, a comic script. And um, about not putting too much panels. You don't want your, your page to be so clustered. And basically, you're the director. You got to envision yourself as a director. And you want to make sure you put as much information for your artists. Um, give them reference um, pictures. I had to give my artists um, pictures of um, Haitians, uh, Haitians in dresses in Haiti to assist him. And it really, it really helped him out. Um, I gave him images of how women should look. Because not everybody know how to draw um, people like, you know, different ethnicities. So that's why you got to provide references. So don't be afraid to provide them references at all. Thank you. I feel like I had like, I really feel like I'm like, okay, I, I know. I know a lot now. <laughs> it's a learning process. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I see you. You definitely are the expert now. Yes. I was a rookie. Mm. Now look at me now. Yo running things um and then you mentioned like the animation you're working on animation uh script but uh what else is next for you and where can people find you what is else um they can find me on twitter or facebook um for twitter it's spirits destiny you um currently working on a few other comic scripts um i want to get under my belt i'm really trying to focus more on comic script but i um uh, my favorite uh, i don't know if you guys ever watched legend of horror yeah, uh, ever since I watched them, like, and you know, and the book, I read all her comics. The creator, 
wrote their comics and it was it's just awesome i'm like i want to be on their level like you went from writing an animated series to comic books and they're both awesome like I'm, i want to be on their level um but i want to come out with a, a animated uh movie on spirit's destiny and um it's basically i'm going to have it um the whole plot in haiti and it's like uh, legendary of cora i think it was season two when she uh became like a big enormous uh spirit energy and um i'm like okay that inspired me i'm like i want destiny to be something like that so um and i went to school for multimedia so i've learned how to write um screenplays and so i'm like i need to get back in there it's been like years since i wrote it so i tend to go back to my old screenplays to see where i was so um that's why i want to write the animated script because the, the woman that I'm, I'm working with the, the editor She's familiar with that and comic scripts, so it's actually going to help elevate me as a writer. So that's what I want to get into. Um, May 18, I'm dropping another Kickstarter for Makandal. Um, he's one of the historical figures for Haiti. He is the one that poisoned, uh, teach the Haitians to poison the slave masters. So there's that. Um, he's part of my universe. I'm like, I need to put some guys in my universe. So he's one of the first guys in my universe. And um, the, my pirate story and my Muslim, I'm, I have a Muslim story. It's going to be very controversial, so I might get a little, a little heat for that. And um, yeah, and dropping Spirit's Destiny 4 after this one. Man. Yeah. It's controversial. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself busy. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, you, you're doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well... Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson. I am host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. You can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter at Mooney's Club and Instagram at Mooney's underscore club. And we have merch now at Mooney'sClub.com. So if you want some Sailor Moon inspired merch, you can head over there and get some cool stuff. And thanks again. Thank you.